Miss Cole is mourning. You might wonder why. Why for the whole of life? It is a hard thing to accept death. Miss Cull, I think today you would do better as a vase of purple and white carnations, gillyflowers. A reading life, a writing life, with writer and teacher Sally Bailey. How do you start to write, to face that blank white sea? My students always asking me that. How do you face the void? The waves are choppy, it is not clear how long your crossing will take. Too long, too long, you say. Did anyone ask the captain how long you might be sailing? Did anyone think to ask? Did anyone care to think ahead? What is coming? What is coming through the waves? Care. Care is coming. Care. But we cannot care, only try to dare something on this narrow deck, this writing deck, to improvise, improvise. But oh, how the motion is giving me a headache. How can you when your mind is blank and the sea so unremittingly grey focus on your work? A storm is about to break and you may get seasick, you say. You may need to purge yourself overboard. There are all sorts of hazards. When did you first learn to sail? Across that blank, white sea. The page is terrifying, is it not? The page, white and blank, makes you feel seasick. My students are always asking me, how do you start? How do you start to write? So I'm going to try to write up a series of short stories or scenes or cameos. Because most of life takes place inside a cameo. Think of it like a small brooch you might pin to your coat, your breast, that you might hold in your pocket. You take it out, you look at it carefully. What does it say? Your character. My character. Her name is Miss Cull and I see her everywhere I go. I see Miss Cull wherever I go, in the candelabra, in the empty church where I sit sometimes, looking for peace. There are two Miss Culls, either side of the altar, both tall and bony, born from black waves, corrugated iron, and Miss Cull nods, correct, correct. Provenance is her strong point. She is careful to lift things up and turn them over. Replace, replace, always replace, she whispers. Always replace. Serid ranks. Serid ranks her hymn books, all inspected nicely. Miss Carl picks herself up and goes over to where 
a frost-bitten moth is idling the time away this vacant lunch hour. In between the prayer books, this vacant lunch hour. She strokes his flat-tipped wings and he floats away. The Spirit of the Lord be with you, be with you always. The Spirit of the Lord be with you always. Miss Carl is ready to receive fruits of the Spirit abundantly. Abundantly. The moth departs. Miss Carl wipes down her serried ranks pressed tight in plastic from too much thumbing and touching and thumbing and touching and... Oh, sighs. The church creaks. The pews are damp and somewhere, somewhere, the priest is folding up his sacred linen cloth. The service is over. Miss Cull sighs and bends her knee. Crick, crick, and the sigh covers her crick. It is old, it is old, from the ancient of days, from too many rheumatic mornings leaning down to small children refusing to sing. Now come on, Tommy, if you can yawn, you can sing. Miss Cull has had much practice with her crick. She turns to the altar. Someone has moved a candlestick too far left. Too far left. It looks marooned, stranded, out of place. Miss Cull tuts and lifts herself up. She clips down the aisle at a pretty pace. A pretty pace. Now all of that came from a single object I decided to focus on as I sat in silence in my lunch hour, staring vacantly into space and there in front of me was a rather splendid, very well-shaped, corrugated iron candelabra. And I began to see Miss Gull, Miss Gull, my character, who I see everywhere I go. Miss Cull, you have many facets. Many facets. It is really rather practical of you. Today you are dressed in green. Green quartz diamond patterned. Bold lines etched out upon your face. Etched out upon your face. They pick up your dress pattern. I have used that word twice. Pattern, pattern. Is it too much? Pattern, pattern. Is it too much? And is it too much to ask Miss Cull how old you are? Your face is thick with lines, but they are neat and tidy. Neat and tidy, neat and tidy. Like the quartz green glass standing on my lap, standing to attention. Your base is sturdy. Sturdy. A thick green lake. But it is not, it is not algae, you see. Not algae, but ice, 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 green ice, green ice, which can be broken once stepped upon, cut through, cut 
true. Miss Cole will wear her heels. She has one pair from her dancing days. Her dancing days, my dancing days, dear. They are a little worn along the sole. The sole. The seam. But the heel, the heel is spiky. Spiky. It can cut through like diamond quartz. Cut through like diamond quartz and Miss Cull will stand on her private green lake and let the winter sun warm her right through. Miss Cull has a weak chest. She will not always be able to come over to you. But if you ring her doorbell, ding-a-ling, she will answer. Ding-a-ling, ding-a-ling, ding-a-ling. But you must be patient. Patient. Miss Cull lives on the twelfth floor and her windows, although they gleam in the sun when clean, sometimes show the blinds down, a sage green shade, the colour of retirement. Miss Cull is mourning, mourning, mourning. You might wonder why, why for the whole of life? It is a hard thing to accept death. Miss Cull, I think today you would do better as a vase of purple and white carnations, gillyflowers, gillyflowers. A Victorian lady arranging herself in her boudoir. She is drooping from the heat and asking for the window to be open just a little along the sill. But there is no one to ask. Miss Cull, you are all alone in your gold vase. All alone, Miss Cull, in your vase. And the white and the purple will be laid over your grave as you ask, what was it I left behind today? Was it my handkerchief? The white lace, Meg, embroidered so carefully? Meg, my sister? Meg, Meg, perhaps you will join me in my gold grave. She is burnishing today beneath the sunlight, my gold grave. I feel her heated glances. It is a hot day, Meg, and I do not do so well in the heat. Will you press my cheek with something cool? A cold compress, a glass of cold water to swill out my stems, my stems. Miss Carl is glad today she did not wear her black crepe. Too heavy, too heavy, Meg, for such weight as we are seeing these days. These late summer days torn to pieces by. Miss Cole cannot say. Only wilt a little more towards the window. Of many facets. Many facets. It is really rather practical of you. Today... You are dressed in green, green, green quartz diamond, patterned, 
bold lines etched out upon your face. They pick up your dress pattern, Miss Cull. Miss Cull, they pick up your dress pattern. I have used that word twice. Pattern, pattern, pattern. Is it too much? 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 Wonders Miss Cull to herself most days. Is it too much? All this. Miss Cull takes some surprising forms. Miss Cull. Miss Cull, Miss Cull, today you are purring loudly and stroking me as I lie out on my bed, this soft bed of mine plumped up by your precious paws. We all have our feline days and perhaps the cat is better suited to heaven than we are. Miss Cull, your days are too scratchy too purloined by others. Their sharp claws, their observations, their demands and rituals, their deeds of covenant. Sign here, sign here, sign here. Say no, Edith, say no, say no. In heaven, her sister would tell her to say no. You would do better to lie out in the sun and join Willow. Willow, you called her, because you loved that old story of the riverside and the sound of the wind in the trees along the riverbank. You remember as a child scrabbling your way up the rough branches until your shins bled. Willow, Willow, who loved to leap up onto the window ledge and watch the fat seagulls motoring by on their downward, downward dive. Off duty, off duty, always off duty to the calls of other winged creatures. Winged creatures. And to the white cat glistening in the window, nodding no. No. Miss Cull, Miss Cull, today you are purring loudly prr, 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 and stroking me as I lie out on my bed. This soft bed of mine plumped up by your precious paws. We all have our feline days, and perhaps a cat is better suited to heaven than we are.
Miss Carl has many facets. Miss Carl, you have many facets. It is really rather practical of you. Today you are dressed in green quartz diamond patterned. Bold lines etched out upon your face. They pick up your dress pattern, Miss Carl. Miss Carl, and I, I have used that word twice. Is it too much, Miss Carl? Is it too much? Is it too much? Since I was a child, I've always seen the world as animate. Every living thing and every unliving thing, every object around me potentially holds a character, a life force, the force that through the green fuse drives the flower. And so everything I see appears to me to be a character, to have a life, a biography, something to say, feelings. Feelings coming hard down upon this green glass pressed upon my toes. Now on this hot day, made up of small diamond shapes and that glass is speaking through the sunlight and so you see everything that I see has a way into words. Everything can be turned into a life force, a story, a biography, a way of being, a way of seeing. Thank you for listening to A Reading Life, A Writing Life. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please like it, give us a review, or mention us to friends or on social media. Thank you.